0: Another edition of Beat the Closing Number, presented by TheLines.com. My name is Eli Herzkiewicz. My co-host is Mo Nawara. You could follow him as the Twitter handle is on the screen, and you can follow The Lines on Twitter, at TheLinesUS. Three games to go through on Tuesday's MLB card, Pirates-Dodgers, Mariners-Phillies, and Royals-D-backs. And before we get started, remember to give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell get notifications whenever the lines releases a new sports betting video on any market including MoS day to day MLB bets just like this one on Beat the Closing Number we also have a special edition of Beat the Closing Number tomorrow with a very very special guest so be sure to check that out either will be out Wednesday afternoon or Thursday morning and also head over to the lines.com to Get the link for our free Discord channel where you can get Mo's bets in real time along with all of our staff's bets, whether it's on the NFL draft, the NBA playoffs, whatever it may be, just head over to thelines.com. Mo, let's get started with Dodgers at Pirates, a 635 first pitch and a little bit of steam towards Pittsburgh this morning after the Dodgers open at minus 125. On the money line, they are now priced at roughly minus 110 both ways, depending on the book. Another reason to head over to thelines.com to get the best of the number on any market, just like this money line price. And the Pirates, surprisingly, as we discussed yesterday, Mo, have the second best record in all of baseball, along with riding that seven game winning streak. The Dodgers sitting at 12 and 11 and took three of four from the Cubs in Chicago last week it is Johan Oviedo for the Pirates against the veteran Noah Syndergaard. and Oviedo has outpitched his expectation so far this season a 2.22 ERA but that 3.86 FIP is potentially looming and Syndergaard has a 4.91 ERA and a 4.78 FIP so he has pitched just about to his expectation those metrics are according to fangraphs. So Mo, how are you betting Dodgers
1: at Pirates? Yes, yeah, Cy Oviedo, as I call him. Or uh Johan Santana, maybe. <laughs> that's but, what I that's the name that came first to me when I was when I saw Johan, yes. Yeah, I mean he's been awesome so far. Um I've tried to fade him a few times. I faded him, I think, in his first start. I used to fade him all the time back back when he was a Cardinal. Uh, it used to go very well for me. Not so well so far this year. Uh, I think he's definitely figuring something out. Um, it looks like he's increased the usage of his curveball uh, at the expense of his fastball. Curveball has been his best pitch in his career, so I think that's a good thing for him. He's throwing a bit harder, too, although he was already not lacking in velocity up. Uh, even when I gave him like a pretty substantial bump in the projection, though, I'm still not able to get to where the Pirates are right now in the market. Um, so I did take the Dodgers, and market is not a fan of this Dodgers play, I guess, because it is about 10 cents worse now than when I fired it last night. I think people are rightfully excited about Oviedo for sure, but um, I think maybe underrating Noah Sindergaard. I, I know Thor ain't what he used to be, but he's actually still a decent pitcher, at least according to the peripherals so far. Um, His fastball is terrible now down at 92, but he knows it and he, he doesn't ever throw his four-seamer. He's His sinker's actually been pretty solid and and he's working in a cutter now. And the results are okay. Um, The chases, uh, called strike plus whiff rate, these are all about average for him and his exit velocity is quite good. So I I think he's still about an average starter right now. Um, But the big thing here is honestly just the, the the lineup, the difference in the quality of the lineups is going to be immense. I mean, you have the Dodgers. I know they are not what they used to be batting wise, but they are still a very, very good lineup. And uh, the pirates, although they've been hitting the ball pretty well so far this year, I don't think it's a very good lineup. And right now, I believe Brian Reynolds went on the bereavement list, so I don't think he's going to be in there. So hopefully uh, this doesn't turn out to be silly if he plays, but I think he went on the bereavement list like a day or two ago. I don't think he's going to be back there. Um, He's their best hitter by quite a large margin. Um, The daughter's missing Max Muncy as well. I think he's on paternity leave, but they called up Michael Bush, and I was looking up this guy. Uh, He's a prospect who was basically... Just a bat first. Like this guy looks like he's got a boomstick. He's been terrorizing uh minor league pitchers for a couple years now. And I, I don't think the lineup's gonna suffer too too much here. And the pirates taking out Brian Reynolds is pretty devastating when he's by far their best player. So uh yeah, I'm a bit surprised the market is so excited about Pittsburgh here. And I asked you this yesterday with
0: Pittsburgh being among the best teams in baseball, at least record-wise. But I want to hone in on the NL Central really quick, because obviously with that record, Pittsburgh is in first place in the division. Milwaukee just a game back. You bet on the Brewers yesterday. I want to touch on, not in a negative sense, but your results and handicapping strategy just when things like that, when variance doesn't go your way. We'll get to that at the end. The Cubs in third place in the NL Central. Cardinals, Cardinals we're doomed last night by the Todd, Tommy Edmond error which took Montgomery out of the game had over 100 pitches and the Giants took advantage and another loss for St. Louis sitting at 9 and 14 and in fourth place in the division with the Reds trailing them by a game at 8 and 15 Cincinnati knocking off Texas on Monday night so as we we sit mo just about a month into the baseball season. I'm going to pull up the NL Central odds here after you go. But what do you make of this division and Pittsburgh's potential to maybe not hang on to the division lead? We'll see what happens with Milwaukee. We mentioned their injuries yesterday. But how do you evaluate the NL Central, again, about a month into the
1: 2023 campaign? Yeah, I think we talked about the Cardinals before. I I think they're really, really strong. Lineup wise, and I would expect them to eventually probably win the division. I'm pretty happy with my Cubs bet, though. Um, It's not quite like a huge value yet in terms of the current price, but I think they're a decent team. Um, People in the Discord were getting 25 to 1 on the Pirates as recently as like the past week or so, I think. So uh, I think they're pretty excited about that and probably rightfully so. I mean, pittsburgh they're not what i would call a good team but when they're off to a nice start in a division that i do think is pretty wide open I mean you just can't rule it out for 25 to one that seems like a little bit crazy and now it's down to I'm seeing like 16 to one is like the best price now but yeah I still expect the cardinals to win the division i I mean plus 250 I, I think is probably the bet i would make if I was Wagering into this market at this point, but right now I'm just riding with my Cubs play. And looking at the division prices, you mentioned St. Louis' best
0: number at plus 250 over at BetMGM MGM and points bet Milwaukee, the favorite after St. Louis opened the season as the favorite. Milwaukee priced around minus 120 is the best number you could find at DraftKings Sportsbook. Chicago, with the Cubs trailing both of those teams at. Best number is plus 700 at Caesar Sportsbook in Pittsburgh, like you mentioned, 16 to 1 over at Bet Rivers, by far the best number in the NL Central betting market, the Reds. We don't need to bother mentioning their price, so unless you want to take a lot into what occurred last night with the Rangers' bullpen implosion. So like I mentioned, we will get into that as Mo rolls his eyes later on in the show, but... Back to the bets, Mariners at Phillies, Seattle at 10 and 12, Philadelphia at 11 and 12, and the Mariners are holding steady at around a minus 120 price tag on the money line. It is Logan Gilbert against Bailey Falter, and Gilbert's secondary pitch, he's actually pitched better in terms of the overall expectation, the peripherals per baseball savant, and that secondary pitch, like I mentioned, behind his fastball is his slider, which he throws roughly 24% of the time, and the Phillies offense, their lineup actually has the highest run value against that pitch type in all of Major League Baseball Trey Turner leading the way in that department, so Mo Mariners
1: at Phils, what say you? Bailey Falter, another guy that I've definitely lost money fading in the past, but uh, nobody can say (laughs) I don't have heart uh, because I'm fading him again here. This one actually inching in my favor so far. He's coming back to earth a little bit this year. I I think he's a decent pitcher, but um, so far he's been pretty bad. Called strike plus whiff rate, he's lost about 8 percentage points off it compared to last year. I'm not really sure what's going on with him, but... This is honestly more of a bet on Logan Gilbert than anything. Um he came out with a bl- a brand new splitter this year. He's one of the pitchers that made a big addition in the offseason. Like our guy Joe Ryan um did add the splitter here and man, has it been tremendous for him. Uh
0: it's it been is his best pitch.
1: Joe Nolan Ryan Day, Mel. I don't know if you, I you know. Do. I don't know you I know. <laughs> and they're favored over the Yankees. There you yeah. go. It's uh but yeah, it's been his best pitch by a comical margin. Uh, it has a point zero six two X WOBA according to Statcast, eighty-four point three mile per hour exit velocity, and getting whiffs one third of the time. Uh yeah, this is looking like a dynamite pitch for him. He has chopped an entire run off his Sierra and two runs off his X ERA compared to last season. So yeah. Gilbert's been great. I just don't think, even though he has been great, I don't think the projections have quite caught up to how good he's going to be with this new pitch now. I think he's probably well above average, where last year he was kind of more like an average pitcher. Um, More of a pitch-to-contact guy, honestly. Multiple strikeouts per nine added to his numbers this year. It's been pretty pretty great for him so far. So I think he's going to keep succeeding. And I don't really see uh, a reason that he would have any like major regression. I think I'm higher than him on the projections because usually the computers take a while to adjust when a player makes a big change like this. Hopefully for
0: your sake, the Phillies go down, go down, not only for your bet, but also for your win total under as you bet, I believe under maybe nine and a half wins going back to year six MLB win totals. If you want to check out Moe's Futures bets there, or at least in the win totals market. Head over to lines.com. Third bet on the MLB card for Tuesday, Royals at D-backs, Kansas City, 5-18. and 18. They have played, speaking of expectation, probably up to their expectations headed into the year. Maybe not within the clubhouse, but from the outside looking in Arizona, they have played above expectations, at least nationally. Nationally. I know some bettors were high on them and betting the over on the win total. But Arizona in first place in the NL West at 13 and 10. But we have seen some steam towards KC now right around plus 120 on the money line. It is Ryan Nelson against Brady Singer, who was an underrated AL Cy Young candidate entering the year, I believe, with around 70 to 1 odds. And Singer has let up 19 earned runs in his first four starts, so has not pitched to what some batters were hoping for, at least when they took a long shot wager on Singer to win that award, 8.14 ERA for Brady Singer, but that 389 XFIP potentially shows a sign of positive things to come. His VLO is down a tad from last season, and This is not a good thing when I say first percentile because 99th percentile, the antithesis of that, would be the better result. Singer ranks first in the first percentile in regards to hard hit rates. So he has given up a ton of hard contact. Mo, will
1: Arizona's lineup continue that trend? I hope not. Um, Singer (laughs) was one of my guys last year. I don't think any pitcher made me more units than Brady Singer, honestly. I was surprised that I haven't been betting his starts this year. I think the market came in with a pretty good idea of what he was. Um, So that pretty much took away the value that I was finding on Singer last year. It's been a rough start for him. His numbers are looking mostly normal if you look at his peripherals, but then just two massive outliers. 97 mile per hour average exit velocity. That is absolutely bananas, just not a number you really ever see there. Like low nineties is considered to be like pretty high. So he's sitting at 97 and a 14.7% barrel rate. That's like a little over double the league average, I think. Yeah. He has lost 25% off his left on base and his home run rate has doubled. It's just been a lot of really bad, but even though his velocity is slightly down, it's not really like a concerning amount. And then, I'm looking, most of his numbers are like pretty normal. Chase rate, pitch mix, nothing has really changed. I I think he's probably still a roughly average pitcher, maybe a little better if he starts pitching more like he did last year. Um, I do like this matchup for him, though. Arizona, their offense isn't good. And specifically, they have a weakness hitting the ball on the ground too much. I, I think that's good for Singer because he's been a ground ball pitcher in the past hasn't really been the case this year, but still uh, in a sample, that, that that could just be random noise. Uh, Arizona eighth highest ground ball rate so far. They've been below average versus sinkers and sliders, and that's basically all singer throws. I think they're 20th versus sinkers, so that's very good for him. He's such a fastball-heavy guy. He's just really always pounding the zone with his sinker. He, he's not a swing-and-miss guy. He's not a guy who gets chases. Um, he's a guy who just thrives off getting outs, coming off the bat, mostly on the ground. And I think Arizona does play into that with the way they, they play offense. Um, on the other side, Ryan Nelson, he is really pathetic at getting swings and misses and chases. Chases are really, really bad. 17.2% chase rate is like, that's like half of what you want, basically. I mean, the thing about the Royals, I know their offense, people are going to think this is, sounds insane because their offense has been so bad and they are probably pretty bad, but they have the fourth highest hard hit percent like, and the ninth highest exit velocity. Getting the bat on the ball has been the problem. When they do strike the baseball, it's actually pretty good, but their swinging strike rate is atrocious, but I don't think that's going to really be a factor here um, against Ryan Nelson, so it's basically just a spot where I think the Royals... Pitcher isn't a good matchup for him, and the Diamondbacks pitcher is not in a good matchup for him. So those are Mo's three bets for Tuesday's Major League Baseball card. Mo, before we get out of
0: here, want to go back to Monday night, which was not a fun night for you on the Diamond. If you would, explain your results. And for the listeners and viewers that joined us yesterday on the show on Beat the Closing Number, Mo had a 0-4 day, not a fun day betting Major League Baseball. But like I mentioned last Friday, if you don't understand variance and don't want to accept it, then you probably shouldn't be betting. Mo on the season, 43-33, and plus 4.75 units on the season. And I do commend you, Mo, for tracking your units because not that you would be or need to be, but there are a lot of egotistical maniacs in this space that I worked with at previous jobs that don't bother tracking their records, which really doesn't make any sense. And well, I don't, I mean that in the sense that I would have to track it. And again, not that you would ever do that or ever request that because handicappers should track their own bets, but I digress. That's more of a complaint
1: on my end. Mo take it away. Yeah. I mean, just, really frustrating day. Obviously, I would say more than anything, just really, really frustrating watching the Rangers lose. They, uh, Ivaldi vastly outpitched Nick Lodolo and they still lost because of two unearned runs and the bullpen. And yeah, that was, that was tough. Uh, I would just say, you know, these days happen and um, I probably, I was really frustrated and a little upset and it's easy to get that way, but I always should remember after last year, I really shouldn't complain after last year because I think it took me until like July to get in the black and I eventually had like a plus 25 unit year. But I mean, it took many months for me to even be ahead. So I'm way ahead of where I was last year. So hopefully, uh, hey, you know, keep making five units a month and we'll be all right.
0: There you go. I'm always having a good start to the baseball season. And like I always prefaced when I... Was betting college basketball on, on a day-to-day basis. It is difficult when you're giving out picks, especially in a Discord channel that, again, prophesying once again, it is free. It is not a paid Discord channel that we run over at thelines.com, but you do have people maybe watching on YouTube or joining the Discord channel the day of and go through the negative variants that they didn't have the fortune of getting those positive results days before or weeks before that. So obviously this is a grind and you want to be ready for the ups and downs. If you're going to tail any handicapper. And I will say that Mo is one of the best handicappers across any sport, not just major league baseball. He did have the Grizzlies last night. Dylan Brooks gave him the worst possible result with a foul foul with under a second to go. I had a very similar instance, happened to be a college basketball this season where a Michigan player fouled at I think it was at Michigan State with 0.2 seconds left, down four for no reason. So, I do apologize to anybody like Mo that had met this last night. But that's going to do it for another edition of Beat the Closing Number presented by thelines.com. Head over to play.thelines.com if you want to have your chance at winning a $25 Amazon gift card in our daily MLB Pick'em contest. That link is play.thelines.com. For Mo, for myself, Eli Herskovich. Thanks for watching and listening. So long, everybody.